Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Okay, Cole, we're live and direct, right into your ears. Come on, dog. Shoot. Shoe boy. Ready? Perfect. Cole Bear here with my man, Brett Strauss. Hello! You always say something, Brett. <laughs> you say something like, yo. Okay, like, okay, all right, I get it. Cole Bear here with my man, Brett Strauss. What's going on? And we're live at... We're not live. We're not live at all. Why did I say that? I've never said that once in my life. We're really goofing. Ah, we're out of practice. It's been two weeks. We got to get Sharkander Quest on this podcast. Yeah, we do. I know they have Dieter, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, let's do it. <sighs> now I'm ready. I had a good intro plan and everything. Still rolling. Cole Berry here with my man, Brett Strauss. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna say with my man Brett Strauss. No, say fact. it, say it, <laughs> say it. We got it. Do we need to delete that? No, we're just gonna keep it rolling. We'll get it. Okay. Cole Berry with my man Brett Strauss. What's going on? And this is our first first day back uh, talking about the Chiefs since the big Super Bowl win, and we have a lot to go through. We the dust is kind of settled. The parade, the confetti gone. has settled. Yeah, you the, mean the, not the dust? I yes, the the confetti has settled after the the aftermath. dust would settle if we would have lost. The oh, dust, dust of the my dust soul. wouldn't have been settled yet. The dust of it, my soul. It would have still been up. Kansas City would have been t- tore down. Uh, the parade's over. There's a lot of uh, – after the Super Bowl, you get all the media, the talking heads, all that. So we have a ton to talk about today just as far as the Chiefs go in general. We're obviously going to start off just with the Super Bowl itself. We're really going to dissect that from a fan perspective, like what we were feeling, and then also just from like a football perspective. But this is actually the first time I've seen Brett since the Super Bowl. Uh, he was usually we get together on Sundays and stuff, go play basketball or whatnot, but he's been gone and I haven't really even got to talk to you about it yet. So just like what happened? Like, where were you? How was your Super Bowl party? Um, so was it Friday? Maybe Friday. I think it finally was like, oh, we're in the Super Bowl. Like it just, it just didn't feel right until all of a sudden, like, oh, like I'm seeing the things that I usually see before a Chiefs game. And I'm like, oh, wait. I forgot we actually have to play yeah. on Sunday and now I'm super nervous. And then from there on, you know, just the nerves and then Super Bowl time happens. And I just sitting there on the couch and I have, I have an Apple watch and my heart rate monitor was just going off over oh, and over again. Cause I'm sitting at one thirty five <laughs> sitting on the couch, but, uh, it was a good game. Yeah. See, um, that was a great point about the actual game having to be played. The when we got to the Super Bowl after winning the AFC Championship game, it was like yes, we did it, we did it, but it wasn't over yet. Yeah. We hadn't done it. We yeah. just got there, and we so just got there. it was a big deal for us. And then you kind of remember, holy crap, we have to go and and play a thing. At now. some point, we actually have to play a football and, game. And then there was like that against week, a really good yes. team. And then there's that week off, and so you kind of just you don't forget about it. You you know the Chiefs are, Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, but. You don't have the same, oh, there's a game this Sunday kind of feeling. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a bye week it, as a fan. And and like you said, oh, we did it. Yeah. We made it. You know, we're done. Oh, wait, we're not done. And you then know? the anxiety comes yeah. rushing back. And so my family, um, every year we have a huge Super Bowl party. And it's, it's like 50, 60 people, family, friends. And we have a, a billiards pool tournament to go with it every year. It's been going on for 17 years. We have plaques with the winners' names on it. Like, it's a big deal. Huge. And so we, this year, we're kind of discussing, we're like, how do we want to do the Super Bowl party this year? Because we're all Chiefs fans, and we all wanted to watch it together. But we're like, usually during the party with that many people there, there's loud noises, there's distractions. You know, it's... The game is not the main focus because there's food, talk, everyone's drinking, eating, having a good time. And so we like we set up two separate rooms this year, like a watching room and a party room. There you go. And nice. So, so we had all like the Chiefs fans out, just chairs spread out, like like bleachers almost watching it. And the pool tournament this year, um, there was twenty two people in it. It's like five dollar entry, winner take all. My older brother was in the semifinals, and his game came up at kickoff. Oh, no. And he walked in and said forfeit and then sat back down. He's like a three-time winner. He's a really good pool shot. And he was like, I'm done. They're like, you're in the semifinals, and you haven't lost yet. He's like, cool. 
<laughs> Next. I'm Whatever. Like, I'm not missing a second of this game. So, so then the game comes. And I look at my dad and I'm like, are we going to hear about, home, like, hear loud home of the Chiefs during the, the, the anthem? And we did. And that's when I kind of, the, the, it hit me like when I heard sudden, home of the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, that's when my blood got they pumping a little it. bit. They yeah, it was it. so loud. And then the game kicks off. And man, what a game it was. It wasn't one of those all time classic Super Bowls kind of no. like. But, I don't think so. But for us, as a, it, it had enough. It wasn't boring. It wasn't no. a blowout. It had well, enough juice. For us, it was a perfect Super Bowl. Really, yes. it, it was. It was. It was exactly what the Chiefs were this whole season. Yes, we started okay. We got down all of a sudden, and everything looked hopeless. And then we came back and won. Yeah, it was in like- dramatic fashion. It was what we had done every single game in the playoffs, and really, it was a, a microcosm of the entire season. Good word there, Brett. I was actually going to use the same word. Look at us. And then you just, you, I was like, word of the day is microcosm. I'm going to do it. But no, it really was because the Chiefs came out in in the regular season, come out hot. They went to start 4-0, and then they drop a couple. There's some injuries, and then they come roaring back and from deficits in a lot of games. The playoffs were just like that, and so it was fitting that the Super Bowl was like that too. Um at first, the first quarter of the game was very, very, it felt feel it out kind of. Mahomes kind of probing yep. the defense and the defense kind of getting home a little on the pass rush, but not quite consistently yep. beating. So the first quarter to me, it just flew by. Like, oh, I think the first half it, yes, flew it did. by. But the first quarter, I'm like, oh crap. But you could tell it's Mahomes over. was nervous, which was kind of weird because... We kind of saw that last year, first playoff game, you know, and mm-hmm. he didn't really seem nervous in that Colts game, but we really saw it in that Patriots game. We're like, oh, this is the first time we've really seen him. Like, he's got the nerves. Yes. Then he comes out this year in the AFC Championship game, and you don't really see those nerves because it was kind of like, oh, I've been here before. Yeah. You know, I've done this. Now he's coming out in the Super Bowl, and that first drive, you know, he missed – he took a hit or something and missed that throw and then missed a wide-open Damian Williams. On the sideline, yeah. I don't know if he would have got there anyway, but he missed that throw bad. Yeah, like regardless if he gets the first or not, we don't see Pat miss that throw. No, ever. Ever. And so usually Damian's pretty decent, you know, making – he was one of the most elusive runners in the league this year. I mean, they literally ran that play to win the game there at the end. That same little – yeah, and so and he, of course at that point it was perfect, but right there at the beginning he whiffed it. And and so I wasn't worried, especially after so we scored the touchdown at late in the first, early second. I think it was late in the first as the first yeah, quarter was lying so. down. And so and then we get the pick. Yeah. And then the offense looks not like it's rolling, but like it's there, like clicking. Well, that was a that was. That could have been a big point in the game for I think if we would have scored a touchdown there. Fourteen to three, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Because then we see that Jimmy G from the fourth quarter. But anyway, we'll get back to it. Yeah. Here. And so and so we go up ten to three. And then man, Jimmy kinda got a bad rap at the end of this Super Bowl because of his fourth quarter performance. Kinda like Mahomes yep. got a good one because of his Right. There was some Which happens. There was some throws that they weren't like high level as far as talent goes, but Jimmy was carving. Like it was like eight yards, and he was just putting the ball on the money, just over and over, yeah. like to Kendrick Bourne, Emmanuel no, Sanders, Debo. They had a great game plan, really. Yes. And then they started running it effectively, and then that which you know, was scary. That Uschek play. I mean, Uschek gets all the credit in the world there, but Dan Sorensen was all over Kyle Uschek. Yeah. That throw, not super far down the field, but that's an underrated play. Jimmy was kind of going early. He was like 17 to 19, and one of his incompletions was the pick, and I'm not going to blame him too much for that because Chris Jones got back there immediately. Yeah. It was like one step in your face. Jimmy yep. had to slide. Mike yep. Pinnell hit him. Boom. I mean. Eyes but, closed. Eyes closed. That, that's the one thing. But <laughs> eyes so, closed. But Jimmy's, and what, what I felt bad almost for Jimmy G because – they always say that, like Jimmy G will throw it with his eyes closed one time a game, and he did it, <laughs> and he did it with his eyes actually closed. Like I'm pretty sure they meant that as an expression, and he actually but did it. Then they paused it, <laughs> and he just closed his eyes, like Ah, Debo's down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, basically is what it was. And you know, Breland made a good play on the ball, and but then, you know, back when they started rolling again, that's when I didn't get nervous, but I was kind of like, oh, this is going to be that game. Like, yeah, it's going to be one of those back and forths. And it, nothing really happened after that use check touchdown. It was ten to ten going into half. Uh, the one hot talking point we can really come away with from the first half is Shanahan's getting a lot of criticism for not taking a timeout on our after our third down, giving his offense yeah. a minute forty instead yep. of a minute. Yep. 
I get it. You know, you want to see him be aggressive there, but the Chiefs have been a team that, in the playoffs at least, thrive off the the quote unquote momentum, whether yep. you believe it exists or not. And they didn't want. It's not that they didn't trust Jimmy, but outside of like Brady, Mahomes, Manning, Rogers, Wilson in their prime, not many coaches want to give their quarterback pin deep, you know, yep. an extra thirty seconds to go make a play. They mostly all of I, them take it into half. I I understand his thinking, but I don't think that resonates well with the team. And obviously, yeah. we're so far detached from yes. the Forty ers locker room. But I just it didn't feel good for. I, I mean, give him a shot. You know, like you're in the Super Bowl for a reason. You got to trust your quarterback at least enough. To, like, yeah. if he goes three and out, you punt it. Whatever. You trust your defense. That was the thing. Like it, it. To me, I hated it. First off, you have three timeouts in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Go, I mean, tr- what? What is the? You know, what's the worst thing that happens? And if they didn't call that pi, well, then they would have really looked dumb. See, here's the thing: the fact that they didn't call the timeout. Um, to give themselves more time. I think that was less trusting, less Shanahan not trusting Garoppolo and more of, I don't want to give Pat Mahomes another possession. Well, yeah, but it, it's all and in the same hand. It kind of is, but then they they were throwing, though. Usually, if, if Shanahan didn't trust Jimmy at all, they would have just ran the clock out. Yeah, He trusted him enough to well, try to get him in field well, goal range, and Jimmy made a gorgeous throw yeah. to George Kittle. Well, like, that, that was kind of the weird part is... Oh, we're, we're not going to call the timeout. It looks like we're going to go into half. Oh, let's bomb one down the sideline. Like, what, what? why weren't you trying to push the ball down the field then? You just ran the ball on first down yeah, well, and so, then bombed it down the side. You know, it's like. I think it was the classic coach, let's run the ball on first down. Then they got 10 yards and they're like, okay, we're not pinned super deep. Let's take a shot. And they did it. And if that. P.I. doesn't get called. Shanahan actually looks smart there. They get minimum three on the board. They're at like the 16 with with a timeout left with yeah. like 18 seconds. So they might get a touchdown. You never know. But it, the P.I. gets called. And we can debate all day whether that was P.I. or not. My take on it, and it's going to be my take forever, is yes, it was P.I. And no, I don't see it called a lot. That's exactly my take. That, that's, what they what, – what I've all – and we're obviously, again, we're not NFL referees – but from what I've heard, and I know you've heard the same as football fans, you hear, you know, when they're like, what do you think about that former NFL referee? They go, we're looking for that straight arm. Yes. And from and and you could even see from the replay, that referee had the perfect angle, and Kittle just locks that. He goes from bent 90 degree to lock that elbow. And that's what they look for yes. with that offensive PI. And like you said, you don't really see it called. But it is. But it is, and and a lot of the times you don't see it called because that corner is covering it up so well mm-hmm. that you know that referee might not get that look. But it was a perfect look at it. You could just see it clear as day. He locks that elbow, and you see him just pull the flag out immediately. I think the bigger, not the bigger, but another factor of going into that is that he not only did it once, but he did it twice. He yep. had that first yep. little half push, and then he did it again. Yeah, and you can't. You know when you're well, and you, and you and you see the little separate. You yes, see it, it created separation, and and he like has it was Sorensen right on the yeah, it was Sorensen. He like does this little like hesitation because he kind of trips up and then he gets pushed again. Yeah, and they're like, oh okay. Yeah, it's when you're that look like a pi. Usually with hand fighting, they don't call it, but there wasn't hand fighting because Kittle had a step. Yeah. So if Sorensen was in great coverage and they're both jockeying, they usually that's when they keep it in the flag. Yeah. Kittle had a step and he's pushing. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. The, I didn't even think he needed to that. throw. He, he, didn't. he didn't even need to lock his or yeah. He didn't need he to didn't need to push. He didn't need it at all because it was a gorgeous throw. That was, was Jimmy's best throw. throw of the game. It was yeah. his best throw right out in front. It it was a lot like the Sammy throw to that Patrick had, yep. but in a little tighter coverage. Yeah, and so you know they take that takes at least three off the board because we assume Gold's going to hit that field goal. He's, he's money, and then we go into half at ten ten. And as a Chiefs fan, I was feeling good, not great. You know, we're a second half team. Yep, generally speaking, or se- either a second quarter team or a comeback team, or both. When like yep. the Texans game, and then halftime comes. I personally thought halftime was going to drag on forever. I, to me, it kind of went quick. No, it did. Like I, I, I agree. I, I, I didn't I, watch the halftime show though. You didn't. I, it went, was, up, it I, I went up, got some air. Not a bad idea. In, in the outside, I uh, we had just this gorgeous spread of food. 
it was like we had pulled pork sandwiches. We had like a nacho dip, like 80 different kinds of dip. My dad smoked a brisket. We had, you know, Ooh. just a bunch of barbecue selections, down home country sides, finger foods, gorgeous spread. And I had not touched it in three hours. Because I was, my stomach was turning. Oh, my stomach was turning too. And so when halftime comes around, I started. I went from that to stress eating. I went over there and I got everything that I could, and I was. See, just, I was I was hot and cold all game on stress eating because I'd stress eat enough to where it really upset my stomach. Yeah. And then I'd sit down on the couch, just like, oh no, oh, no, like my stomach is just turning right now. I'm so nervous. And then I'd be like, I'm nervous. I need to eat. And yeah. So I get up and eat, and I'm like, no. No, my stomach hurts again. I need to stop. And so that's like I hadn't eaten in a while. Like when I first got there, I had some of the finger foods. And I was like, I'll just wait till they bring out the barbecue and stuff for the dinner spread. And we'll just eat all that. And I hadn't touched it. It had been out for hours. And so halftime comes around and it just dawned on me that one, I'm starving. And two, I'm stressed. And so it just <laughs> added into like I made the biggest plate imaginable and just shoved my face while j and Shakira performed. And, okay, you didn't watch the halftime show. So I'll give you my quick little rundown. It was... Like I, I think, saw some highlights. Yeah, yeah, I think they what they did was they took a lot of the over the top stuff out on purpose because you you know you're thinking of Katy Perry riding the tiger, Lady Gaga quote unquote skydiving off the top of the stadium like the effect they tried to do. Yeah, and they kind of scaled that back and was just like, okay, we're just gonna let two really talented people go perform. You know, there's some dancing, there's some cool light stuff, but they didn't yep. really go huge on the effects. I think it worked. I mean, Shakira and J Lo are really good at what they do and. And well, and we don't have to talk about this because this really has nothing to do with football, but the outrage over it. Oh, my I, God. I, I really have one thought. Like, what do you think? I mean, it's J-Lo and Shakira. Shakira's biggest song is Hips Don't Lie. Hips Don't Lie. What do you think that means? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and so I and, I get it. The, the problem is really is the NFL is a little inconsistent with it. Like, yeah. some years it's, you know, f- quote, unquote, very family friendly, whatever that means. And then some years, this one was not as family friendly, you know. But yeah, it's it's. The, it, I mean, you have the history of Janet Jackson right. getting her shirt ripped off, and then and, you have you know the the real tame ones, Prince. Yeah, you know, that's real tame. And then you come back with Adam Levine taking his shirt, shirt off, off, and then you're like, oh, okay, we're we're kind of back and forth. Here. It just depends. Um, so the biggest complaint there, and we won't spend too much time on this, obviously, but is that oh, it's I'm watching it with my family. I don't want my kids to see that. Well, here's my thing. You're an adult, and you know who Shakira and J-Lo is. If you don't, don't let your kids watch it if you don't know who they are. You know, it's yeah. like going in blind. If you do know who they are, you have no excuse for thinking that there wasn't going to be, like, some belly dancing and some shaking yeah. up there. Like, it's just, that's, they, they dance. That's what they do, and they're good dancers, and that's why they do it, because yeah, they're very good They're dancers. very good dancers. And so that was the halftime show, outrage and all. And so then we come out of halftime, and the 49ers really started establishing – uh, a president that they were going to dominate this game, and that's when the first worry started like creeping into my head yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, but, there was was it the one of those drives? I think it was actually the the last drive of the first half that the Forty Nine ers scored. They just imposed their will on us. Oh and yeah. It was like a little taste of ooh. Coleman and, was running. Yeah. Debo was running. Mostert was running. Yeah. And they're and it was frustrating to even in the second half. Debo, it was Debo. It was the Debo show. And and I'm like, cover 19. Like, why are we not covering 19? Well, they were scheming him really well. Scheming him well and handoffs. and Yeah, and just doing it. And, and it seemed like what was so frustrating, they'd run that stretch run play or stretch. They'd even do like that toss. Yes. Where they'd, and the stretch meaning they take it way out toward the sideline instead of trying to go like more of a dive, which is straight up field. Yeah. They'd run it more east and west, as the football guys say. <laughs> um, and it looked like, you know, Frank Clark would set the edge. Oh, we got him in the backfield, three-yard loss. And then he'd be patient, wait, 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 boom, cut up the field for 11 yards. And you're like, what just happened? And then they'd run it to the other side and do the same thing. You're like, oh, we got him this time shoot up the field for nine yards and you're just like as a as a Kansas City yes. fan you're like Frank Clark what are you doing you know we paid you all this money well, see, and, you know like there were times with Frank it felt like eternity that he was doing his job he was setting the edge and he was setting it and he was setting it and he was setting it and there was just no help coming on because and it wasn't that no help it wasn't like a blown thing the 49ers are really good at blocking yeah, oh. those plays and so our guys could not get off blocks you know, 
And so uh-huh. Clark was out there setting some edges. There was one play in particular where he was just there for like five seconds. It felt yeah. like eternity. Yeah. And then he cuts it up. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no more you could do there. Yeah. It's just really well played. Well, and, and if you haven't gone on YouTube and watched the Turning Point like episode from the Super Bowl, it's awesome. But what I noticed from it was there was – and I don't know if it was a turning point. It might have been a different video that I saw because we were just talking about this a little earlier. Yeah. But there is a video that's on the field. You know, Everyone's mic'd up through the game. And Frank Clark was John with Kittle like the whole oh, game. That was on turning point, and it was just on mic'd up. It was on both of yeah. them. They used the audio for mic'd up for the turning point. So, yeah. Yeah, and and I applaud Frank Clark for, for being confident in himself, but Kittle was blocking like a man. Yes. You know, like – they, that's the big thing with Kittle. Oh, he's a great pass blocker. He's a great pass. He's a great run blocker. You know, or okay, yeah, he is. There like, was one point. <laughs> there was one point where Frank Clark was like, "I'm the one guy in this league you can't block." Like traditional trash talk. Yeah. And Kittle's so goofy and funny. Yeah. He was like, "You didn't make the tackle. <laughs> that was dumb." And he looked around. He's like, "That was dumb, right?" He didn't. Yeah, you're dumb. And, yeah. And it was just like he's like, "Yeah, make the tackle make, then." You're dumb. I just blocked you, and you didn't do anything. And then he turned to his teammates. He's like, "That was dumb, right?" Like just. And and it was Kittle's Kittle one of those guys that if he's on your team you love him if he's not you get so frustrated because you're like he's right but I hate that but I hate that yeah and so the, it, just more the mic'd up for Kittle now that we're on him as a person did you see the very end where he was like I will be back with a vengeance I'll be back with a blank vengeance <laughs> and then he's like with a vengeance you ain't got the best of me no sir and I was just <laughs> like that's the goofiest I know he's just standing there staring at the field. I will be back with a vengeance. And everyone was like, oh, that's so awesome. And I was like, that's so dorky. Yeah, <laughs> like, so dorky. Like, I love it, though. I mean, I love Kittle because that's who he is. And there's no part of me that believes he doesn't mean that. He's just yeah. a dorky guy and kind of like that. But, I mean, he probably does feel like he'll be back with a vengeance. And his next Super Bowl will probably be like 200 yards and three touchdowns because he's a monster. Yeah. But uh, back to the third quarter, the, the Niners really got in that groove. Uh, Shanahan was in a groove for sure. Oh, yeah. We, we talked about late in the second. Well, you can even see, like we were talking about with that turning point, you could hear him on the sideline like – Keep the train rolling. Keep the train rolling. rolling. He was telling Jimmy, he's like, look at this guy. Look at this. He knew who was going to be open on given plays. And so, and they, and they got to rolling and, you know, they were hitting some chunk plays, some 10, 12 yarders, you know, some runs, some Debo sweeps. And then Mahomes threw his first pick, which was disgusting. And, and so I heard him talk about it and I was interested to what he had to say because he's a very smart guy. Yeah. And what he said was he kind of took a step to the sideline and he saw Fred Warner take a step to the sideline. So Mahomes is like, oh, I got him. He's moving right. I'm just going to bullet this in. And Fred Warner just one step to, and then he just sat. And Mahomes yeah. like, he's like, as soon as it left my hand, I knew. Yeah. Cause I mean, that is what Mahomes does really, really well. Yeah. I mean, we see it every week. He moves people so well yes. with his eyes, and that's something that's kind of hard to see from the angle that the TV gives you. Eyes and body language because yeah. he throws from weird angles, so you know he kind of goes and right a So little that's bit. his thing. He was going to move him out of the way with his eyes and his movement and then come back to Tyreek. And, and Warner was just there. He made a great yeah. play because, I mean, Sammy is on the sidelines, so Mahomes is like, cool, I'm going to make this move. He's going to bite on it. It just didn't yeah. happen. He hit him right between the numbers. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, in your head, you think cursed. You think uh, playoff disappointment. Andy can't win the big one, which I never believe. But just all you hear yeah. people saying that to you because you're like, oh, we're down by 10. And now Mahomes is finally – he's not breaking apart, but he's not Mahomes right now. There's just games where players don't play as good as they can. Yep. And Mahomes happened to pick the Super Bowl to be his. Right. And and then, you know, they go up 20 to 10. We go into the fourth quarter. Everything kind of stays static. Mahomes throws another pick after, on a bad throw. And the thing is, we were kind of rolling. We were rolling it at felt, that point. At that yeah. point, it felt like, okay, we're, we're here. We're only down 10. We're about to score again. Well, And, and what was crazy is I, we were down three, you know, somewhere in that game, somewhere in the third quarter. Yes. And, and it felt like we were done, mm-hmm. you know, and it was weird because – and I'm like, wait, we're only down three. Yes. But they were just like we were talking about. They were imposing our will on us, and I think it was right after that pick, and we're like, crap. Yes. You know, this is bad. Bad, And bad. we're only down three. You know, it's just crazy. And then but. Mahomes gets to the second pick, and once again, I like to hear what he has to say. And so his excuse for this one was – and I mean – I say excuse. It's obviously what he was trying to do. He's not a liar. And if you yeah. watch the film, it's what he was doing. 
he saw a safety breaking over and in his head he's like I don't want Tyreek to get blown up because he could like drop the ball if he gets then he takes a big hit I don't want him to get hurt so he kind of he tries to throw it behind him a little bit and throw it just him inside it yeah. gets too it just gets too much away from him like um, Mahomes is trying to just slow Tyreek down with a throw but throws it way too behind yeah. popped up unfortunate pop up you know if and a great play great play by I don't know how he made that catch and that's one of those things that's gonna go down in the Super Bowl as you know. The moment, like the Edelman catch, the helmet—it's yeah. not going to be as big as the helmet catch, but that play is going to win the Niners the game in their in their Super Bowl tape. We like right. to talk about the DVD. Yep. You'll see that pick off late in the fourth, which we will be getting and doing a full and review, full on. review on our DVD. And they make the play, and then that's just where the uh, this is my favorite sound bite from the Super Bowl. Mahomes throws his second pick. We're down ten, like nine minutes left. You go to the sideline, and it's Tyron Matthew pacing up and down, and he just keeps saying, I like this. I like this. Yeah. I like this. Uh, I like this. Awesome. Yeah. I like this. And he, you can see he's just willing himself not to lose. He's convincing himself this is where he wants to be. And there's not a part of me that doesn't believe he he can he did it. He convinced himself. Yeah. Tyron oh, yeah. Matthew stepped on the field going, yeah, this is what I want it to be. I, I want to be down 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ball out. And and the defense just they it's not like they had been playing bad but they just clamped down and Spags did his thing yeah and he said I'm gonna find what you're doing well I'm gonna take it away and I'm gonna make adjustments in game and he did and that defense just imposed their will yeah Chris it Jones was, Chris Jones up. was nuts he even said it he was on a podcast that we were like part of my take yeah. I really like it you kind of listen yeah. yeah um and he's like he was on it just this last episode and he's like you know we're down ten he's like that's what I like. He's yeah. like, I like, and he even mentioned like Jordan game five, 1995 or whatever, yeah. or 97, whatever years. I can't remember what years it was, but you know, and he mentioned like, I love being down in that situation. That's what, that's what I, I love. And that's the equivalent of an offensive guy going, you know, give me the ball. It's a defensive guy yeah. going, I want this big moment. And Jones got his big mitt on two big plays. He was wrecking some interior stuff. The the Niners trying to run, trying to pass, just wasn't just wasn't going. And then they punt the ball back to Kansas City. And then if you if you haven't watched Turning Point yet, do it because then we get Wasp. And it was one of the Oof. Just, Oof. just chills, just chef kiss. And uh, it's going to be one of those plays. They already put it in Madden. It's yep. you know our Philly Philly almost. You know Jet Chip Wasp. Yep. And uh, I was watching, we keep going back to the turning point, but it's such a good breakdown. You need to watch it. The Chiefs ran this play in the AFC Championship game last year, and they got the Patriots with it. Yep. And so, you know, if you can get the Patriots with something, you know, Belichick yeah, is kind of the The whole breakdown genius. of it, the way they scheme it, and it, it really, the way the guy described it, it only works with Tyreek. Yeah, it, the, the turning point guy described it that way, and I also watched a separate breakdown before t- turning point came out. It's Chris Sims. And you know, Sims is uh Yeah, I saw that one too. And he was just like, this looks like on paper, it's one of those that on paper, oh, this will work. But in reality, you need a quarterback who can throw it 50 air yards on an outbreaking route. Yeah, on an 11-step drop. Uh, yeah, it, 14 yards of depth is what Mahomes actually got on that. The ball traveled 51 air yards, which is his highest this year on a completion. And the reason other teams don't run this is because it will get intercepted every time because their quarterbacks don't have a rocket arm and they don't have a receiver who can get to that spot. Yeah, that fast. That fast. He was running a deep cross, and he turned it into an out route 30 yards down the field on the stop of a dime, and Mahomes put it where he knew it was going to be. And it wasn't a floater. Like, it looks kind of like a floater. There's some actual heat on that ball, too. Like, it's just a gorgeous throw. Well, I saw – did you see that – Someone made like a a heat map of all the routes, like all the Tyreeks, oh, yeah. or well, I don't know, was it Tyreeks routes or somebody's or Mahomes's throws, Throw, whatever. I think it was Mahomes's throws. And it's like you know all like five, ten, fifteen yards is all just you know pretty red. And then there's one line, and it's the Jet Chip Wasp play where it's like way down the field. Yep, and it, it's and it was just a gorgeous play. Great play design, great play call, and Mahomes is the one that asked for it. Yeah, that doesn't need to go unnoticed. This twenty-four-year-old kid, down ten in his first Super Bowl, goes to his coach and goes, "Hey, let's run this play." And his coach has enough faith. To yeah, go, and, and yeah, let's do what it. What was cool is he's like, "Well, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Did he make the catch? Is it gonna be first and ten? Whatever." He's like, "I don't care. Any down a distance, yeah, I want I, it. I want it." And and he got it, and he nailed it, and then. You know, he finds Kelsey wide, and that play's not getting talked about. That wide open touchdown because oh, that was it was great like play. 
It's an awesome play. To get Kelsey that wide open and Mahomes just make that, it wasn't a great throw because it was so easy, but just hit him perfectly. Kelsey takes four steps, just gets nuts with it, and that's when you're like, here we go again. And Here we go again. You know, as much as that was, you know, oh, we got a touchdown. We're only down three now. I was like, I'm still not that happy. You know, like, I I I just want the ball back. Like, I didn't even really celebrate that touchdown. I'm like, okay. We got to get one more, you know, like we got to get this ball back. But that's when the the feeling in the air shifted just a little. It went from just complete, uh, just terrible third and fourth quarter where as the room was quiet that I was in after yeah. that second oh, pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a little buzz. You yeah. feel a little like you don't celebrate it. I, I was but there back is standing, a buzz. I was standing up again. Yeah, exactly. The, no more seats. Up up on your feet, and you're just, you know, you can hear the rooms get a little louder, just a little bit. Everyone's and kind of paying back attention. They get the ball again, and, you know, one stop. Oh, they got another stop. It's third down. Holy crap, we're getting the ball back. Yeah. And then I, I, I'm I corny. I'm a corny guy, uh, kind of like Kittle, <laughs> like a dork. So I looked at my brother. I was like, this is where legends are made. And I said it in, like, that voice. I was like, this is where you make your legend. And Cody's Do something like, special yeah, today. That's, that's basically our version of it. And Cody's like, he's a legend. He's a legend. My brother's name's Cody. And then we just kind of looked at each other, and we're just like, you know, get that feral look in our eyes that only football fans can get in, in the fourth quarter. And then it's just surgeon, surgeon, surgeon. You know, Sammy yeah. Watkins beating that was, Richard Sherman on an That was a, such a great play. Oh, man. Such it, a great route, such a great throw. Oh, it was just poetry. Once again, hey, we're going to mention Turning Point. You guys should go watch that. This it was, was a, really, like, we keep saying it, but it was really, really good. really good. And so they got this from... Uh, Devontae Adams in the NFC Championship game. Sammy studied tape and he said, you know, Devontae burnt Sherm on a man coverage situation when he's pressed up on an inside release. Too too far in. Yes. On the inside release. And and so Sammy had a beautiful inside release. And instead of just like, Chris Sims also broke this down. And he did a great job of instead of getting the release and just sprinting, he actually shielded Sherman with his body. Yeah. So he could not run through him or it'd be a PI. And so. So they run that play. It's a beautiful pass, first off. And I know the level of difficulty doesn't look there, but it was just in stride, perfect dime like we're used to Patrick doing. Sammy makes a good play, makes a good catch. And then we kind of get to the goal line. Damian scores that touchdown. I didn't want to – we celebrated the heck out of that play. Like the the first touchdown, like you said, there wasn't a lot. This was like the bubble popped. Well, and the 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 thing was like – the Kelsey touchdown was so easy. Yes. You know, in this first down, okay, you know, that didn't we're, – we're closer. We're Second closer. goal. All right, that didn't work. Third, Third goal, like, I don't want this to go to fourth down. Crunch time. Because I think we need this touchdown. You know, because at that point, you either tie it and then they can run the ball and kick the field goal and, and heartbreak ensues. Yes. But everyone knows we wanted the situation. I mean, we even talked about it in the last podcast. What would – you know, if I told you Jimmy G is down four, you know, in the Super Bowl or Jimmy G is tied in the Super Bowl, like yes. what sounds better? Exactly. And let's just go back to that touchdown really quick. Do you think he was in? Like, I think so. I, th- I, I think so. I do, too. Um, I was watching it. I watched it from a bunch of different angles, you know, all the angles that they had. It's not conclusive at all. No. But if you're gonna if he wasn't in, it was literally like hairs. Yeah. It was Well, and they they kept freezing it when his foot steps out of bounds. Like, yeah, but I he was well in yeah. at that point. Yeah. He was in before that. I mean, you have to remember it's a three D plane. Three D plane. And so like when you look at one and then like it's literally like half a frame later and the ball is crossed and his foot's only been out of bounds for a second. That, that extension doesn't happen that quick. Yeah. Like, the nose of the ball was over yeah. at the very minimum. Yep. And so they made – that was a good call that they let it stand. Do you think we would have gone for it there on fourth uh, down? Andy said he had a good play. They asked him, you know, would you have kicked the field goal? Would you have gone for it? And he said his, – his answer was basically, um, I had a play I liked there was what he said. So that leads me to believe. And he had gone for it on fourth a couple times yeah. already. We're well, that, get, would, that would have been actually really awesome. That yeah. would have cemented the – Andy Reid can't win the big game because he doesn't play aggressive. And and that needs to be put to bed now, too, because early in the game, he was going for it on fourth. I mean, we had shift Rose Bowl right parade. Yeah. That was a fourth down play yep. call when we could have kicked the field goal early, and he, he and, ran the play. And, you know, finally it seems like it was, it's, it was kind of frustrating even last year a little bit. 
it's like Andy Reid didn't realize, oh, we have the best offense of the past decade. And one of the, the best ever. 25 years. Yeah, and one of the best ever. Like, why aren't we going for it on every fourth down? Yeah. You know, like, this is an explosive offense. Why are we ever punting it? I think. On that, a fourth and one? We can't pick up one? The answer there is I think it's finally in Andy's head after he saw last year that he has a quarterback that he not only knows is great, but mentally he trusts. Yeah. He knows that Patrick Mahomes is on the same mental scale as him, and, you know, if if he sees something, he's going to do it, and he's going to make the right play. And so going forward on fourth is a little easier. We didn't have to get to that scenario, though. Yeah. They called the touchdown, 24-20. to 20. The defense starts digging its heels in a yep, little bit. It, yep. It's not always pretty because they got close to the 50, you know, and, and they started moving. Well, and Chris Jones just went full maniac mode. Full maniac. Took over. We talked about the big mitts on the ball. He was yep. getting pressure. It was just amazing. And then that third down comes up where they they miss Emmanuel. Yep. And when I saw that ball in the air, I was like, no, no shot that this lands. Uh, just in my head, just every bad thought I had for one millisecond, yep. and then it just falls harmlessly in yep. front of him. No yep. flags, yep. and I just big sigh of relief. I knew that was their chance. You're yeah. not, you don't get two right. like that. Yeah. And uh, during the mic'd up, Shanahan's in Jimmy's ear, and his he calls the play, pauses a couple seconds, and he says, look at Emmanuel. He says, look at Emmanuel. So Jimmy watched him the whole way. Great play call, great yep. play design. Yep. Just missed it. Yeah. And then in the fourth down. Oh, uh, the fourth Frank. down is crazy. Just Frank. The there was a delay of game they didn't call. It was like right. obvious yeah. by two seconds. They let yeah. the play go off. Uh, Frank makes the play there at the end. But if you watch the play, the reason Frank Clark is making that sack is because Chris Jones destroys his guy into the lineman blocking Frank Clark. He just shoves two grown men around. Frank comes free on the inside, gets the sack there. Doesn't wrap up the game, but he wraps up the game. Yeah. Uh, Patrick goes, we need a first down. He looks at Damon. He says, run hard, cover the ball. Let's get this. And so they, you know, run one play, run the second one. Sherman lays a great block on the Mm -hmm. sideline, busts it, ball game. I didn't even see the touchdown. Oh, you didn't? I was, because I saw he had the angle. I'm like, that's first down, that's ball game. Ball game. And so I'm celebrating. I turn around, and the the PAT team is trotting out of the – I'm like, whoa, whoa. What happened here? <laughs> so you're celebrating the first. You see yeah, him cross the first, I, I, so you know it's over. And I didn't even I didn't even see him cross the first. I saw he had the angle. And so you're celebrating. You, know, you can already. see him when he's getting past yeah. the line of scrimmage. You're like, oh, he's got this. You're in celebrate mode. And so I'm celebrating. Well, and then like, oh, we actually scored there. I didn't even realize that. Um, the I hate to just like crap on Joe Buck because a lot of people do it, and I don't think he's as bad as some people think. But that touchdown call sucked. Joe Buck was like, Damon Williams, left side. He's got some space. And then he realized, oh, this is the Super Bowl, and he's about to win the game. No flags! Touchdown! Like, he yeah, just yells at yeah. the very end. So then you go listen to Holtis, and it's Damian yeah. Williams, left side. He's got space! He's on the side! Runs to immortality! immortality. Yeah. And th- th- that's the call that'll live on yeah. forever. And runs so, to immortality. Runs to immortality. Which, you know, Mahomes got the Super Bowl MVP, so... Yeah. It's not as Which, immortal as he would have you been. You know, I can see the case for Damien. Oh, I can too, but Mahomes deserves it. But Mahomes deserves it. Uh, Sorry. Damien, that one touchdown he had was a pass from Mahomes. Um, without Patrick in that third and fourth quarter, like we lose that game. Oh, yeah. Like, it well, just, those Damien plays, Williams didn't throw it 51 air yards on a third and 15. Yes. They, to keep us alive. Damien's best contributions outside the touchdowns was his pass blocking. And he deserved a ton yeah. of credit for that. He was throwing his shoulder around on Nick Bosa, Eric Arm. Those yeah. guys are big guys. Damien's throwing his body around. So we don't really, win without him. Really, that I way. don't I don't know why they even said Damien should. He didn't. It was Patrick, though. Stat sheet looked good. Yeah, it did. And, but, but so did the but stat if, sheet for Tyreek. You know? Yeah, and if you watch the game, you know. You know, it you was know. Patrick. No, nothing against Damian. Without him, you know, he played so well. We needed that to win. Yeah, but it was Patrick. But we run to the run to immortality. We get back on defense. No one cares. It's no. thirty-one yeah. to twenty. It's just yeah. like watching the time tick. Mm-hmm. But and I, I hated that they kept calling the timeouts. I did too. I get that it's like okay, it's the Super Bowl. If we get a punt, we return it onside kick, maybe a hail mary. I get you don't want to give up. But that's just sucking the life out of a moment that a city's been waiting 50 years for. Like, come on. You can do the math, and you know you're going to have one second left, even yeah, if you get I a know. punt. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have time for the onside kick. It's impossible. Yeah. And they just kind of – 
I think that was young coach. Yeah. Like angry. I'd be angry too. You just gave up yeah, the two biggest too. Super Bowl and comebacks. The, one thing that gets overlooked here is that because like I said, it didn't matter for lack of a better term, because we were up eleven. But that Kendall Fuller interception was, was sweet. Yeah, it was nasty. He mossed Debo. He jumped he over did. him, reached in front of him. I and love he snatched it. it and just ripped it. At, oh, like, it was this my ball. And uh, a lot of people don't know this. Kendall Fuller had his highest graded game as a chief. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. Playing safety. And that's something that he's probably going to explore going forward. He had a big hand in limited George Kittle's impact. I know they use Kittle a lot as a blocker, and that's why his numbers came, was a little lower in the Super Bowl. But when Fuller was on him, he was doing a dang good job containing that guy. So you yeah. know, he's one of those unsung guys. But the confetti falls. The feeling is nuts. Uh, there's a reaction video of my family just jumping around screaming like maniacs. Yeah, yeah we, I cried. Oh, I, I, I didn't like – cry but it was like the tears in your eyes yeah and i was like looking at my brother and we were like we did it and we're hugging and i couldn't help big it. group hug and like they didn't fall not because i'm like i'm a big man or anything but it was just like i don't think it hit me yeah until later that night well, that we won so the it Super was uh it was that third it was the damien run yeah that hit because i was like that's it. it yeah that's it we did it and it just the the post-game interview of Andy finally getting the trophy, you know, Patrick, just the face getting of the, it for league, him. the league yeah. up there, getting to say he's going to Disney World. All the interviews after that, I ate up every second of it. Watched the, I went home and watched the Super Bowl highlights put out by NFL on YouTube three times in a oh, row. Oh, I watched it too, yeah. I watched but, it three well, times in a row. So I, I, just, I initially was like, I am so exhausted. Like, it felt like I had been to the gym for three hours. Oh, yeah, I was Literally, drained. I so I actually keep track of this when I'm working out to see how good of a workout I have. I try to keep a good heart rate going just to Yeah. So I'm not checking my phone too much, you know. If if it stays under 100, I know I've checked my phone too much and I got to keep it up cuz I like it around 110. I averaged like 135 for 3 straight hours and I was exhausted. Oh, and I yeah. just I just go up like I, I wished I was in KC because I was seeing some videos from my friends and it looked awesome. Like, Fireworks, yeah. The town, you know, was going crazy. But I just go up in my bed. I was laying there and I was like, for the first time, my heart is like back to normal heart rate. And I was laying there just like, yes. And then I was like, all right, I'll watch some. Highlights. I'm gonna watch some highlights. So with me, it was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's a Super Bowl. I had some drinks, and. I had a lot of drinks because we started the party <laughs> at 11 a.m. because we have to get through a 22-person pool tournament. And that it's double elimination. takes a while. So I'm there. I try not to start drinking too early, but like 1 o'clock, I yeah. can't give in anymore. Well, I mean, like my, it's a great day. It's yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. They had so many drink selections to go with the food, and I'm oh, just wow. I'm drinking. I'm drinking all day. And so when the game starts, I've been drinking all day, and then I have this three-hour, like you said, just heart rate session. And so when I get home, because I live an hour from where the party was, uh, shout out to my buddy Quinn driving me home. Thanks, man. Got home safe. Shout I out, Quinn. Get to my room, and I am, like, dehydrated. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I had too much food, so I had, like, the meat sweats. It felt like I had just went ran a marathon. And so I was sitting there, and I was just like, holy cow. And I'm like, oh, we won the Super Bowl. Turn the TV on. Get a glass, a big, tall glass of water, and I just watch the highlights, the post game interview. I'm looking at Twitter, but I, you know, because Twitter's exploding, it's nothing. Oh, yeah, Chiefs won oh, the Super yeah. Bowl because all of our follows are, yeah, oh, yeah, our Twitter refreshing our, uh, everything. Chiefs people, amazing, just a, one of the greatest pure emotion feelings I've had in my life. Travis Kelsey's Instagram story of them getting on the bus, and Andy Reid walks up and just. Pulls a Lombardi out. He's like, Ooh, what about this? That pure smile on Andy Reid's yeah. face is just m one of my favorite moments from it all. And then Patrick screaming with his yeah. veins popping. And so we talked about the game. Now we can talk about the celebration because our franchise quarterback was hammered drunk for 48 yeah. straight hours. Oh, yeah. And not to harp too much on alcohol in this pod because it's a football pod. But they were throwing them back at that part at that oh, parade, yeah. man. That was well, they're nuts. kids. Oh, all of them, <laughs> all of them. Like the average age of our defense is like twenty five. You know, the faces of yeah. our franchise are young. Yeah, and so they, you know they weren't Tom Brady in you know in a trench coat waving well, on the and, bus. And, and they're not they're not the Patriots who have done this exactly. six, six times in the past ten years. They were Julian Edelman and Gronk in their first ring. That's who yeah. they were. They and it's the whole team was like yeah. that. Patrick catching beers and well, shotgunning. And, and, and they real like, it's the first time in 50 years. Oh, yeah. 
that the Chiefs have had a parade. So then you get the guy with the, 50 years. The guy with the parking meter goes viral. Was that Anthony Sherman? Someone said that was Anthony Sherman. Oh, no, no way. That would be hilarious if it wasn't uh, Sherman. He, he had, he had the, the goggles on. No, I don't think it was Sherm. There's no I shot. I saw somewhere, I was like, is Anthony Sherman okay or something? Uh, yeah, if it was, though, that's even better. But So then they do the – the guy hits the parking meter. There's the guy in the tree whose pants are falling off. Yeah, what was – I get why he was in the tree. I understand why he was a little inebriated, but why were his pants off? I think they just slipped, and he was, like, clinging to the trees so he didn't fall. So you can't grab your pants because you're hanging on. That's an all – well, I don't think he was even clinging on. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> It was an all-time bad visual, though. It's you're, terrible. You're not only in the tree with your pants off, then you fall out of the out tree. Of, yeah. And it was a vicious fall. It was not fun for that guy, but I'm sure that he was one of the. Care. That was one of the only, what, five arrests? Yeah, the KC police tweeted, yeah. and they're like, uh, "Pants guy was released with no charges or something like yeah. that." So everyone celebrated, and then we get to the uh, which is good, by the way. Five five arrests oh, for yeah. a parade with a million people there. Great. So then we get to the Union Station rally with the speeches. Uh, I didn't notice this at first, uh, but um, Patrick was just. I think gone at that point mentally, just like drained because someone was like, "He's on forty eight hours of no sleep." And yeah. it didn't dawn on me yeah. because he went to Disney World straight after the thing, and then he comes to the parade. Yep. So he was just, not only had he been drinking, he had n no sleep in like two straight days. So I was expecting some big speech from Patrick, and he was just like, hey, we won the Super Bowl. I'm going to let Kelsey take this. Yeah. It was like a 20-second speech. Kelsey, and first off, awesome coat. Awesome. Loved it. Awesome coat. He had the, the, the belt the on. The belt on. He looked money. He, it, he And this speech was awesome. Everyone was like, is it going to be better than Jason's? It was, it was different than it Jason's. It was different, yeah. Uh, Jason's was a little more intense. Yeah. Uh, just kind well, of it seems rant. like Jason is a more intense person. Yeah, and Kelsey's more of a goofy, yeah. like, we look at it, we did it, you know, we had a lot of fun doing it, too. But, you know, 5-5, five, five. my dog, Frank Clark, 5-5, five, five, and he's and not, not off sides. That was the line to me. That like, was so that was savage. Great. And, man, do these guys just hate D Ford? Was he, like, did they hate him when he was here? Because I have not seen a single person stand up for him, and his name has been drugged through the mud for the last couple I, weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's just crazy. an easy, it's an easy one. It is. It's it, Yeah. Because he cost us a super, and they, I actually did hear, like, but, they they actually think without D four they would have like they put the blame on him on him is yeah is what I'm getting and, from that so and I actually it's it's funny you mention that because I actually heard that from some one of the reporters was like the the belief around the team the whole team is that without D four they would have been in the Super Bowl in last Super Bowl, year and so. they and they believe they would have beat the Rams I do I think we beat the Rams too and oh, then we beat, the beat the Rams and we're talking about a dynasty which. We we're talking a lot of Super Bowl. We're gonna we're gonna address the dynasty stuff here in a minute. We're gonna touch on that a little bit. Last big celebration news, I think, was the Post Malone concert that yeah. these guys went to. So we didn't end up going to the parade, me and Cole. Cole no, and I. We were going to there was I had some weather. Yeah, in Columbia there was just downpours of snow. Uh Kansas City, like the news and, and the police on Twitter and stuff were basically saying there's gonna be zero parking. People were there at 3 a.m. already, like, taking up all the yeah. parking spots. It was just not going to be a good commute, not going to be fun. You know, the, the weather was not letting us do it. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't do it in KC. We, yeah, it's bad anyway. Yeah. In Columbia, it was, it was pretty it was bad, bad that day. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, our roads were There was a huge wreck on I-70, mm -hmm. so we would have been caught up in that if we didn't leave early enough. So, we, I think it was a good call not going. But it sucks I was, that we I was sad because yeah. then the Post Malone concert, which I'm a big Post Malone fan, so that would have been awesome. Yeah, but. and and they get the he gets the tattoo of Patrick and Travis's signature. Yeah, and that kind of awesome. just capped off the you know these guys are rock stars and yeah. they play for the Chiefs. It was a great. Well, moment. there is a there's a really awesome video that was circling around Pat and Brittany walking into the Post Malone concert, and you see like the first person, the person like right there next to the it was kind of like the tunnel at the Sprint Center, and you see him like oh. That's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And then, like, a bunch of people start, like, turning. And then everyone just starts yelling. Like, the place goes nuts. Nuts for this kid. And he's just, like, waving and, whatever, and dancing. He's and, like, it, yeah, dude. just going crazy. And so, like we said, confetti settles, party settles down. And the next day, we get all the talking head takes. And the couple I want to address is the, the dynasty talk and then the referee talk. Uh, we can go refs first because it's more okay. game-centric. But... 
everyone's talking like, oh, the Chiefs didn't get a single hold called on them all day. Uh, Michael Lombardi went on, I think it was either Rich Eisen, Dan Patrick, one of those shows, and said, oh, if I knew that the the refs weren't going to call a hold on the Chiefs, I would have put my house down because he basically gave them the trophy. That didn't sit well with me because the, the, the Niners also weren't called for a hold on the Chiefs all day. And it's not like the Chiefs' defensive line is bad. It's got Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Terrell Suggs, Mike Pinnell on it. Like, they just weren't calling holding either way. That was a very yeah. fairly, in my eyes, officiated game. There yeah, were- well, and he, I actually saw somebody on Twitter posted, or it made it around, however. Um, it was like four or five screenshots from the game. Two of them were D Ford lined up offsides, offsides. Which is so funny to me that he cannot figure that out. And they didn't and then, call one of them. And then there was, there was one really bad holding on somebody. Like, you see his arm completely wrapped around. Yeah. Like, it, it was Kittle on somebody. Uh, it was completely. two on Kittle. There were two. I see the yeah. same thread. There were two pictures then, of Kittle just holding. And then there was, there was like, three or four Tyron Matthew blocking the backs on those stretch plays that we were talking yeah. about that were so frustrating. Like, why is no one getting there? And then a couple, like, Patrick getting hit in the head. Yeah. And then the one where uh, I think it was either Debo or Emmanuel caught a – or Kendrick Bourne, maybe, caught a pass over the middle, and he rips our defender down by the face mask. They didn't call yeah. that one. And uh, here's the thing. In my opinion, I would rather them call nothing than call everything. everything. Because in my opinion, and I know we won, so it's a little skewed, but I didn't think it was poorly refereed at all. Like, No, they let him play the, for the, the most part. The one controversial quote-unquote call was the P.I. Yeah, and that's it. And then they were trying to use the P.I. against Kelsey as a bad call. That was textbook. Oh man yeah. on oh. man, he ran straight into Travis. They, never turned they, his back. That was we like, talked about the offensive. They won't call that every time. The one on Kelsey, they will call every single time. It will not get missed. It's it's almost it was more egregious than I the mean, one in the Saints game because that was bang bang. This one the whole way was just yeah. riding Kelsey down. It's so. it's I mean it's one of those things that Mahomes almost sees that throws it short. Just so Kelsey has to come back for the ball and yeah. gets the PI. If it, at the very least he just throws it because it's Kelsey one on one against the guy who can't cover him. Obviously, I mean they did it, they did that in the Houston game or the Texan or the Titans game. One of yeah. those games, it was the same play, same, thing. same call, had us on the one. Yeah, and so the the referees, I think they officiated it well. Yeah, they were plain and simple. There was a couple holding calls they missed, but it was on both sides because the Niners didn't get called for a hold on offense either. Yeah. Like it was, you know, both they were just like, okay, you guys go make plays, man on man, go go play some football. Yeah. We're not going to decide the game. And that's what NFL fans want. And then they get it and then they complain about it. Obviously, you're going to complain because your team lost the Super yeah. Bowl, but don't be that guy that blames the referee for a Super Bowl loss. Unless it's like one play where it's completely obvious and you lose because of like a stupid roughing the passer well, call and, and the guy didn't get touched. Yeah, that sucks more. Yeah. But you didn't lose by 11 and give up a 10-point lead in the fourth. Because of missed holding calls. In the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like you can't you can't do that. So so the referees, it was, it was officiated well to me, I thought. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they, they called the challenges correct. The Tyreek drop, that was called correctly. Yeah. The play stands on the Damien call was called correctly. Like yep. it was all, yeah, it was all pretty well, and, dry. And you know the big missed PI from the Saints game a couple years ago. I guess last year. That's all we can talk about with that game. No one remembers anything about that game because of that one call that didn't get called. Nobody you know? remembers Drew Brees getting the ball first in overtime and throwing an interception. Yeah, they exactly. had a chance to win exactly. that game, but that that one play was so, enough to. It, yeah, it, it just. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good officiated game. Uh, yeah. The next thing we'll talk about now that we got that off our chest is the big talking point in a ton of, of media outlets is, is the Chiefs going to start the – or are the Chiefs going to just build a dynasty now? Two straight AFC Championship game appearances. Now they have an MVP, a Super Bowl win. Their team is like an average age of like 27, 26. The perennial heavyweights of the AFC are kind of fading away. And the NFL has a precedent of dynasties. I know the Patriots is the best we've seen, but there was the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Niners, the Patriots. I mean, they there's been a ton of teams. The Bills the, going to the Super Bowl. The Bills. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills going That's to the like Super Bowl. That's like top five dynasties, honorable mention. The, the yeah. Buffalo Bills. Four, four straight, straight Super Bowls. So like, there's, there's a Four pre- straight losses. There's a precedent for that to be a thing. And... um. 
I'm, it's a two-parter. Do you think this is the start of a Chiefs dynasty? And what do you think the Chiefs need to do to ensure this as being a dynasty? So I'm going to I'm gonna kind of redirect the question because dynasty, people don't realize how hard a dynasty. Like, yes. It took us 50 years to get to one Super Bowl. That's hard. You know, it's, it's just hard to get to the Super Bowl. But here's what I will say. If there is going to be a dynasty in the NFL, it will be the Chiefs. Okay, because I like that. there will not be... There's no other team that really – maybe the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, but we saw what happens. Like, Lamar Jackson has a glaring weakness, and it's still his passing game. Yeah. And he is a good passer, but that's just not how they work. And if they're down 10, if they're down 24 to the Texans, they lose by 30. You yes. know, like, they just they, – they cannot come back. As far as the as far as Lamar goes, it's okay to say that he is like Josh Allen throwing the ball. He is. He is average to above average throwing. But when you are the greatest rushing quarterback maybe ever outside of Mike Vick and you can throw it at least efficiently and have a good deep ball, that's what makes you the MVP. Yeah. Like he's not well, Patrick and, or Russell. And it's not even I, I kind of put it fifty fifty on Lamar is not a great passer, but the other fifty is they know he's not a great passer, and he's such a prolific runner, runner that the offense revolves around the running game. And, and that's and, okay. Yeah. You know? And that's why, I mean, they were a great team all year, but they play from ahead. And when you're down, a, a running game will not work for you. And that's when, you know, they kind See, of fell apart. Uh, Colin but. Coward's kind of a divisive guy because it's, it's, you don't like a lot of what he says sometimes. He, he's one of those guys. But he did say and I agreed with him there, is that with Lamar, there's a formula to beat him. And, you know, and that's not a knock on him. There's a formula to beat a, uh, a team built around Lamar. Yeah. Kind of like there's a formula. He said he compared it to Tim Tebow. Their formula to win was good defense, kick field goals, and Tim Tebow, you know, not turning over, making enough plays. Yep. Yep. With Lamar, it's play good defense, have a good line, run the ball well, throw the ball when you need to and like you know an off balance attack and just let Lamar be who he is. He he made the point there is no formula for Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes can run. Mahomes can get the big play. He can take what's underneath. He'll dissect you with his giant arm and his mind. Well, and and there's oh, no formula. you can you can beat him with man. Yeah, not anymore cuz he can run. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you can beat him with zone. He's smarter ah. than you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he'll sit back and he'll pick your zone apart yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, p good pass rush. Sorry, the 49ers had one of the best pass rushes we've seen. Patrick Mahomes has one of the best passer ratings against the Blitz. Yeah, so it's just there's it's he's a Frankenstein of a quarterback, and when you have that, that's when you can start talking about dynasties. To me, to keep the Chiefs a dynasty, it's not a splashy free agent move. It's not you know a bunch of big dollars to big name guys. They were just going to plain and simple have to draft well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cheap guys, cost control. Well, and and. I think we've. I mean, that was kind of the reason we got here. Yeah, we drafted Juan Thornhill was a great contributor. You know, I think next year we'll see the really the the fruit of his of his labor. Labor, you know? yeah. And so um, Juan Thornhill, McCole Hardman, Rashad yeah. Fenton played a huge role. Yeah, uh, Derek Naughty from last year. Like, there's our draft. Tano Passanio played significant snaps in a Super Bowl. I mean, just think we haven't had a first round pick in a while. In a while. So to me, the dynasty formula now that we've won the Super Bowl is to keep those first round picks to get picks. Our for, our last one was Patty. You need cost controlled young players now. Yeah, because you're gonna about to have forty million dollar quarterback. Salary cap's real. It, it just is. Yeah. You're gonna have to if we're going to try to keep Chris Jones, that's I think gonna... we will. Uh, if if I had to guess right now, I'm 70% keep, 30% get rid of. But even if we do get rid of him, it's not going to be to free agency. It'll be a tag and trade like yeah. we, like Frank Clark did with Seattle and like we did with D. Ford. So we'll get compensation and probably good compensation for him. But well, I, he's you know, top three at his position. Yeah, I don't top think, two. I don't think we do that, though. The last big signing I think we do is – Chris Jones, we keep the band together, and then in free agency, we get creative with the cap space. We bring in guys like Alex Okafor, yeah. Emmanuel Ogba via yeah, trade. Exactly. Veach has that formula down. Draft well, bring in young, fresh guys who are cheap but are good players because – Well, and just trust our coaching staff yes. to develop these guys. Exactly. You hit on your first and second round picks if you're Veach, and you're just adding talent to the Super Bowl team. Is yeah. all you're doing. Yeah. So so that's that's the move is to just keep hitting on one or two impact players per year and go that way. Uh, another thing, underrated maybe, I don't know, but coming back next year is Breland Speaks. 
last year's second round pick. Yeah. You know, he tore his ACL and he yep. was slotted for a big role. So maybe, you know, that's just another boost, even if he just develops a little to a rotational guy. Yep. It's just another boost to this team. So so just draft well is, is just the, really the obviously it's more nuanced than that, but yeah. if you draft I mean, well think you're about good. a team that scares you in the NFL right now that's like, ooh, I just don't know if we could beat that team. Yeah. I can't think of one. I don't either. And I mean, I I didn't like the Ravens. It was kind of nerve wracking to have to play them. We played the Ravens twice. Beat them twice. And we beat them twice. So just get this, get some young guys in there, and if a dynasty is going to happen, um, it's going to happen. Basically, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of luck to go into being yep. a dynasty. And but and, I think I think the confidence of the, I mean, the confidence is is confidence off the charts right now. The big, I don't see why it it can't happen. The biggest thing is is that we just there's now Super Bowl experience on this team. We're so young. I know. Our only it's, defensive it's starter, our only defensive starter over 30 was Terrell Suggs who we acquired before week 17. Everyone else is 29 or younger. That's insane. Offense was the same way. Our two old guys on offense are Mitch Schwartz, uh Steven Wisniewski who was another late season signing and Travis Kelsey. That's yep. it. Everyone else is 25, 26. Yep. Frank Clark is that range. Tyron Matthews that range. Patrick, McColl, Tyreek's locked up. Fisher, Schwartz is, you know, Schwartz is kind of older, but yeah. they're locked up. Steady. Ste- oh, 754 yeah, pass. That. Zero sacks. Zero sacks. 754 pass block attempts, zero sacks. Tyro, uh, but back to the young guys. You know, Chris Jones, if he's re-signed, young. Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, McColl Hardman. Yeah. The list goes on yep. and on of guys 25 younger. So we're in a really good spot as far yep. as that goes. Yeah, I think we obviously didn't get through everything because yep. it's a Super Bowl win, but I I feel pretty good about finally getting to talk to you about the game. Yeah, all right, well, so that's awesome. One last question, uh, just kind of end on. I've seen a lot of guys talking about this on like Pro Football Talk. Uh, Coward did a thing. What's the over under on Super Bowls for you for Mahomes' career to be a disappointment? He has to win how many Super Bowls to feel like he because they brought up Breeze, Rogers, and Wilson so far. Three all-time greats, uh, one ring. Yeah. So, like, for you, how many does Patty need for you to be like, okay, he did his thing? So, I think I think three is like, yeah. Three is he, the he, number he, I like, too. I think, I think two is okay. I think if he stays at one, that's a very, very dis- big disappointment. Yes. If he stays at one, he's never going to be in that greatest of all time talk. Oh, he can't be. I don't think two even gets him there, but it should because he's that good. Yeah. If he gets three, that's when you can start talking. Three is like when well, you, you think about who's the greatest basketball of all time, basketball player of all time. Jordan. Jordan, know. and then maybe who's next? LeBron James. LeBron James has been there seven times now, yes. and he has what two rings? Three. It, does he have three? Two with the Heat, one with the Cavs. Yeah, but still, he's like three and six in the finals. So yeah, it's like three, and that's a lot. But you're like, what if he had four or five? Uh, or you know, you can't even really put him next to Jordan because Jordan has six. Yeah, Brady has six. I don't think Patrick gets six. I'm never gonna well, call that shot. You you can't. Call Patrick that gets shot. three to four though. Then you can start talking about the greatest of all time. Yeah. yeah. It, oh yeah. You need to be in that well, because range I to think, be in the conversation. I think his numbers. We're gonna start. You're, we're gonna really start seeing the Patriots fans coming after Chiefs Twitter. But, oh yeah. But you're gonna start to see the numbers. Oh crap! Mahomes is sixty percent further along than what at, Brady at is. Fifty percent less age. You yeah. know, like we're gonna start seeing that kind of like. I love the one more thing. Um, I love the uh, who is a Cowboys quarterback? Troy Aikman, the thirty three percent of his Super Bowls. Yeah, like all right, let's let's have that conversation. Oh man, I get. I'm friends with a Cowboys fan named Quentin, and I think Troy Aikman is the most overrated quarterback in the Hall of Fame. And we get in this argument all the time. Just. Ryan Fitzpatrick has more yards than Troy Aikman, and Troy Aikman only threw twenty more yeah. touchdowns and picks. So it is crazy. It is crazy though that that rings drive Hall of Fame more yes, than it seems like than anything. I mean, we're talking about Eli Manning maybe going to the Hall of Fame because of rings. Because because he has two rings. And hot take, he probably should be in there because of other guys that you you've set a precedent of exactly. rings are this and, important, and so Eli should be in there. I mean, how many games? Have you been like, wow, Eli, best in the league, you know, Hall of Famer? Never. Never. <laughs> but never. because of the precedent set of, oh, if you get this many, this X amount of rings, you play for X amount of years, and you make this many Super Bowl MVPs, you're, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And so that's kind of what's been there now. Um, that's, that's all I got, really, I think, from the Super Bowl. Obviously, yep. we'll talk more about it as the weeks come because we're Chiefs fans and we're never going to get out of this fantasy land until we kick off next year. Um, but for what it means for the podcast, we're still going to be doing this. 
Um, we're going to talk, we're going to do some fun chief stuff like Chiefs yep. all time lists, yep. chiefs, like, uh, superlatives is the one we're going to be doing next week. We're going to give out our, our season awards. Yes. And so we're going to do stuff like that. We're also going to ramp up Royals coverage. We might talk a little battle Hawks. Ooh. Want to know, baby. Want to know. We're going to talk a little huge Mizzou, upset. Mizzou and KU sports. Oh, big upset on the road. Only team in the XFL on point. the road, man. Man, yeah, we'll talk a little Battle Hawks, talk Mizzou sports, KU sports, maybe some K-State, you know, just we'll keep up with the news. Um, we might scale back in a couple, like a month or so as far as coverage goes and then really pick up around drafting free agency yep. again. But uh, we're, we're still going to be Video content, here. maybe? Uh, yeah, we, we have some, some, we might spice in some video content. Uh, me and Brett, obviously, this is our first year doing this. We felt like we, we set a really good foundation for what we're doing. But we're really looking next year to really hit Chiefs coverage, like training camp, and just be there all year as like a, as a voice for that. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, we had a good Chiefs season. We're not done yet, though. We're going to keep talking about the boys, and, and we're glad that everyone listened this year. Um, if you listened, shout out to you. Hope you, hope you liked it. We're going to keep this thing rolling. You can find us on Spreaker, Apple, um, Google. We're working on getting on Spotify now. And uh, check out the site, Casey Kingdom. I drop a weekly article that goes with the podcast. This year, I'm, or this week, rather, I'm going to dive into the Dynasty talk and just the moves I think we can make to really keep that up. So uh, thank you all for listening and have a good one.